Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. your mercy in Jesus name amen you may be seated please in the presence of the Lord I want to share with you a very important um, subject today we have been talking about Noah and uh, why people did not believe or receive what he said how many can remember that all right, and we realized there were some mistakes that the congregation made. Amen. Amen. Realize that people are very wicked. People don't believe. People don't believe the gospel. They don't want to change. They don't want to think about the future. How many remember that? How many cannot remember at all? Good people don't obey what preachers say and so on. Now the last two points I just want to bring up. And it's that people look down on those who believe and people love pleasures. Amen. That is why you find that people don't want to change because they love their own little pleasures. If they are into drinking, smoking, whatever, they don't want to stop it. And uh, they don't want to stop and change. But I believe that we need to change when we hear the voice amen coming to us if you have a child you must learn to let the child know that there is a voice which he cannot disobey one of the things that your child must know is that there are voices but there is a voice which when it comes would have to be obeyed at all costs if your child hears that what will happen is that your child will grow hear different voices, but a time will come when the child hears the gospel, the child will respond. Because the child will know that from childhood, he's always known that there is a voice that I couldn't disobey. If I disobeyed it, there would be serious problems. Hallelujah. We must never let a child grow up knowing that he can always get away with what he does. He can do anything and nobody will check him. Now today I want to move on to something else, still about Noah. And uh, I just want to point out something, that 
Just as Adam was the first man, Noah was also the first man in a certain sense. Because after Adam, all the people on the earth were wiped out. And we were left with Noah and his three sons, Ham, Shem, and Japheth. All right? So, what happened to Adam has affected all of us up to now. And at the very beginning of time, God said certain things to Adam, which are working up till today. Can I have an amen? amen? God also said certain things to Noah, which are working up till now. They affect all of us. And it will be in our interest to know what those things are, because they affect us up till now. There are some things you cannot fight. You better flow with it. If you try to fight it or overcome it, you will find out that you can't. Amen. Now, I want us to look first at the things that God said to Adam, which have affected all of us. And then also, the things that God said to Noah, which has affected us up to now. And then after that, the things that Noah said to his sons, which have affected us up to now. Praise the Lord. Now, some of us do not know that we are where we are because of certain things that have been said earlier. And curses or blessings are words that are spoken that go for years and influence and affect you. Whether you believe it or you like it or not, they are just working. Praise the Lord. So it's good for us to know. Look at Genesis chapter 3. Did I ask you to turn there? Genesis chapter 3, verse 13. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. So snakes are cursed. I don't know whether they had legs before. And uh, when they were cursed, their legs disappeared. And um, they began to move on their bellies and eat dust. But verse 15. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. And it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. These are all very deep sayings, which um, we will not try to go into. But verse 16, we can easily understand. It says, Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow... Thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. This is the curse on all women. All women, including you, are under this curse. And it's a curse that you have to understand, and accept and flow with, and try to minimize the effects of it. Can I have an amen? How many understand what I'm talking about? When you do not understand it, you will try to fight it, and it will not get you anywhere. When you do not understand it, you will try to do things which are contrary to it, and at the end of the day, you will find out that you are the loser. Because if God has said that, in the day that the sun will shine, in the night there will be darkness, it's better to work during the day. You follow what I'm saying? And then when the sun goes... Maybe that's a good time to go to bed. But if you try to work at the wrong time, 
You are, you, are, you, are, you are doing things against the order of the day. For instance, as a pastor, I've realized that people may like to come to church on Christmas Day, Easter, and so on. So, I also plan, I know that they will come. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you follow what I'm saying? Because I know that naturally, this is the way things are happening. So, I also plan my... I know in Ghana, we are always late. So, I plan with the lateness. There are some things I don't try to fight. There was some time I used to fight it all the time. But I realized that no. There are some things you shouldn't fight. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm not saying that it's good to be late. Tell the person who was late sitting by you that don't be late next time. <laughs> there are some things that you must understand, accept, flow with, and know how to minimize the effect. You understand when I say minimize? Minimize. Eh? I'm speaking like a... Somebody from the east. All right. Now, let's look at it very carefully. Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. Wow. Women's sorrow has been multiplied. That is why all over the world we have Beijing conferences. We have women's lib. We have all sorts of women's movements. Whether they are 14th November, 20th December. There are all sorts of movements to help women because the sorrow of women has been multiplied. Mama, I wanna go to school. Papa, I wanna be in school. Teacher, I wanna learn reading and writing. Send your girl child to school. We you realize that girls are not being sent to school. So somebody had to compose such a nice song to encourage young ladies to go to school. Although some of the ladies are very, very intelligent. They will be carrying firewood up and down all the time. And you look all over the world. It's really true that the sorrow of women has been multiplied. And there are sorrow in conception. The sorrow of women in, 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 de in delivering, having babies. He says, in sorrow... Thou shalt bring forth children. When you look at what, sometimes I wonder why the babies didn't come out of the mouth, but rather came out from somewhere else. You realize how, if you have ever been to the labor ward, in fact, the first day that I saw it, I said, hey, it's wonderful. It's amazing. Have you seen some before? <laughs> <laughs> You'll be afraid. The first day I saw it, look, I began to be afraid and have respect for women. Because... It is a major thing. I've been in the world where the patient will hold me and say, Doctor, when? Please, I don't know. <laughs> How can I know when? You hear people insulting their husbands, cursing them, saying, I'll never. Most women, ask those who have got one child just recently, ask them when they are having the other. The first thing they'll say, oh, No, 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 no. At all. They, even some will say, I've finished. How many have heard it before? Because the sorrow is great. The pain, the embarrassment, and the, the whole thing is some way. One day I went to the labor ward because sometimes in Ghana we do things. I went and the women were just walking naked like, naked like banana. They were just moving around the water. <laughs> Why? Why? Oh, God. <laughs> It was a pity. I said, oh. <laughs> because they are coming to give birth. 
you just walk in this one, coming from the second stage to third stage or first stage. Just, oh, why? Oh, it's a pity. That, that their sorrow has greatly been increased. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It's a pity. Tell me somebody says it's a pity. In sorrow, thou shalt bring forth thy children. You ask women who are active, doing business, doing work, whatever. When they have children, all those things stop. They can't work well. Sometimes women who are good shepherds, good pastors, as soon as they start to have children, you see that they change. Ah! They can no longer be found. And they can no longer work as they used to work. Some people don't want even to employ women in case they give birth. So you realize that the sorrow of women has been multiplied. Now it says that thy desire shall be to thy husband. That's another case. Because uh, when you analyze it very, very, very carefully, you wonder why a woman wants to marry a man. Ask those who are married. And you wonder why they want to marry a man. The man is going to rule. The Bible says that your desire shall be for him and he shall rule over you. So it's like you are desiring something that is going to suppress you and rule over you. It reminds me of one time I was driving in the night and then I saw something jumping out of the, for- of the forest. High in front of the car. <whistles> Came right in front of the car, jumping. What was it? A frog. <laughs> and several of them I realized that they were attracted to the light I don't know why you see, if, you, if you've ever been driving maybe go to Kumasi or on the road they were attracted so they were being attracted to that which was killing them and as I was driving on the road I could see many frogs which had been smashed and killed all of, splashed all over the road and you realized that they were still coming their desire was to the light and the same light was killing them it's a case and you wonder sometimes you see some women on their own they are very independent they are happy they do well everything they marry every time their prayer topic is their husband father we burn every unequal spirit every this you don't know what your husband is up to whether he's bringing you aids he's bringing you diseases he's annoying you he's quarreling with you is that almost every married woman is praying about her husband. And yet, you see the brides coming. They are never disturbed by what those ahead have said. They will come more, you see, coming like flies. More coming to marry. Wearing the white, happy, happy, happy. And that thing that they shout, don't know, don't know. Do you know what it means? You don't know what is in marriage. You don't know, you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> Amen. But, but, but it's a reality. And, and so if you're a woman, you know, you must know that this is somehow how things are. Amen. And there are some women who want to be men. And you cannot be, you are not a man. You are not. I say you are not. I say you are not. Stand up and say you are. I say you are not. I wonder, I saw a woman driving a very big double-decker bus. I said, ah, why? Why? What are you doing? A <laughs> big bus. I mean, something like a tipper. She was this thing. She was moving the thing. I said, ah, why? Why? You want to be a man. You are not a man. 
And some women in the house, they want to be men. You are a woman. Your duty is to give birth. Amen. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Uh, praise the Lord. There are some things you can't change. You can help yourself. Send your girl child to school. Send your girl child to school. Send her to school. Let things get on better. But at the end of the day, you desire a husband who will also rule over you. And at the end of the day, you will give birth. And when you give birth, it will pain you. And the children and the conception and all that will be painful to be some way. That is how it is. You can't change it. Change it. Stand up and change it. That's it. That is what has been. And it's a curse. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And it's happening because of Adam. That's why you must pray that you will never be Adam or Eve. And that's why you must pray that you obey God. Because when you disobey God once, it affects a lot of things. We are all here because of that. Now let's go on quickly. I'm just showing you all these things that uh, happened. And he said unto Adam, Genesis chapter 3 verse 17. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree, which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth unto thee. And thou shalt eat the herb of the field. And verse 19. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, until thou return unto the ground. For out of it was thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt return. Now in these two verses are some of the greatest curses which are affecting us today. One of the curses is that dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt return. Look at, stand up please. Look at such a nice, handsome person. Can you imagine that one day this, this nice man will be dust blowing through the church? Does it make sense? It's one of the sit down. It's one of the painful things in life is to attend the funeral of somebody whom you love and somebody whom you know. It's amazingly painful. You, you wonder, when I stood at the grave of my father, I went to the mortuary and saw my father there. I said, what? Sometimes you wonder, why, I mean, why do you even know the person for the person to die? It's one of the painful and distressing things. Some people even go mad. That's why the Bible called the, the sting of the grave. The sting of the grave. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and it's a curse that all of us will live, we'll be happy, we'll be doing things, we'll be having children, we'll be building, moving on. But one day, you just become dust again. Just like you, you go, 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 you do things, and then you just become nothing. You do no, long, no longer exist. It's a curse. We should have gone on living and continued and continued and continued and continued. But it's not possible. All of us will become dust. And it's possible that some of this dust here, look, is somebody. It's possible that this is somebody here. When you breathe in, it's possible that you breathe in some new Okaimkwe somewhere <laughs> who used to live around the area. It's possible. It's possible. Because, uh, you know, that is why during Homo War they sprinkle quickly in the rooms. Because they are buried people there. People were buried in their houses. People were buried in their homes. People were buried all around here. I hear across there was even a cemetery. 
you know. So as for the dust there, it's, 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 it's just around. And can you imagine an important and nice person like you becoming dust? It's a curse. Mm. It's really a curse. Amen. But that's why Jesus came so that we would live again. Hallelujah. And so that we would never die. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So that we would never taste of the second death. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. So if you are listening to me today and you are not born again, you must know that unless you are born again, you will die now and you will die again. And you will not live forever with the Lord Jesus. Now look at another curse which we cannot escape from. It says, And unto Adam he said, because thou hast hearkened to the voice of thy wife and hast eaten the tree, saying, which I said you shouldn't eat from, curse is the ground. Verse 19. In the sweat of thy face shall thou eat bread. Amen. Until thou return to the ground. That is another curse. That means that when, whatever we are going to eat, we are going to sweat before we eat it. Nobody will escape sweating. And struggling. When, when you talk about sweat, can you imagine somebody doing some walantu walansa job? Is there, and you can see he's sweating. At the end of the day, he's going to be given how much? Four thousand cities or five thousand cities for his job as a laborer. And you see him sweating and struggling. And you must understand that that is a case that does not only apply to laborers. It applies to doctors. It applies to presidents. It applies to ministers. It applies to millionaires and billionaires. Everybody is struggling and sweating. You, you would like to be the president of America, isn't it? Nice. Go and find out how he struggles. You would like to be the president of Ghana? Huh, you are asking for a very difficult job. Very, 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 very difficult and dangerous. And thankless. Amen. You want to be the pastor of, of the church? You are asking for sweat. Sweat. There's no job that you can do without sweating. The people who have tried to circumvent this case have found out that it is not possible. What am I trying to say? There are some people who feel that there is a shortcut in life, in business, in whatever you are doing. But there is no shortcut. There is no shortcut to prosperity. The Bible says that it will happen, but it will happen through sweat. I don't care if you're, somebody say, oh, as, as for you, you doctors, you know, you don't sweat. I mean, you just go, you just write, you know, um, two tablets of chloroquine two times a day, three tablets of paracetamol three times a day, multivite, vitamin B complex, and uh, what? Iron tablet, you just share it for the people. Every day you are just sharing chloroquine. Your job is easy. Oh, but me, who I am digging, I'm sweating. As for you doctors, you don't sweat. It's not true. It's when they were not earning. Sometimes I see some medical students, I tell them, do you know that your mates are working at SSB? <laughs> you have been in school for seven, eight years, nine years sometimes. And you realize that they are struggling and sweating to pass through the tremendous pressure and struggles that they go through in order to make it. And at the end of the day, when they are earning something little, you find that even the doctors in Ghana, they, it's not over. Then you realize that they are now tra trying to go abroad, to go and struggle again. And you should see the doctors abroad. Go to any country where you think they are rich. There's still no escape from this case. They are sweating. That's right. The country, I've been to many countries in my little short life. I've been to, but the country that I have seen, notice, 
that they work more than any other country that I've been to is America. Pastor Eddie, I've been to Switzerland, France, England, Belgium, Korea, Israel, Ghana, Nigeria. I've been to quite a few places. But the place that I've noticed, they work the hardest. America. And they are the richest. I've seen the doctors there. Oh, they struggle. Don't think that somebody is having a coach or he's sweating, sweating. You cannot escape. If you're a student, you better go to school and struggle and sweat. There is no shortcut to passing exam. I remember one time I had a friend who had, he had nine ones, A level, O level, nine, one, 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 nine. He did nine subjects. I, you know, I think even ten. But he had nine, one, 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 one. I went to visit him one day before the uh, A level. When I got to his room, I saw all the papers around him. He was in house 12 in Achimota School, the Western Compound. All the papers around him. He had not either bathed for some days. He had not eaten for some days. He was there. He said, that. He said I said, Charlie, how? That's for you, David. He said, oh, Charlie, I'm hot. Oh, I've not done this. I've not done this. I've not. And I saw how the man was struggling and sweating to come out with that result that he comes out with. Nobody is going without the sweat. If you think that somebody is chabreno, you there, you are, you are, you are intelligent. As for you, there, you are sharp. No, there's nothing like that. If you see Reverend Adeboye comes here to uh, quote verses to you, and you are happy, say, "Hey, Charlie, what you about? As for you, there, you have anointing to quote verses. What do you mean by anointing to quote verses? <laughs> somebody is taking his time to memorize the thing, and he quotes and memorizes and says it over and over, and then one day he comes to stand to say, and you are saying, well, "As for you, there, you have chabreno." There's no chabreno. What is a chabreno? Everybody, you see the church that is working. You, um, people are accuse us. They say we, we have a machine that makes money. We, they say we, we, we are cutting money in the basement. That is what I heard in the community. That is why we live. They said that is why we live here very late. <laughs> when I heard that, I began to laugh. <laughs> you see, in as much as you may see us prospering, the reason why we live here very late is because we are working late into the night. Late into the night. There are times that I have come to church Sunday morning. I slept at 6 o'clock and I came to church at 6. Yeah. And anybody who is succeeding is struggling, sweating. You know, if you want to survive in this life, all that you have to do is to work for 8 hours a day. But if you want to be rich, you have to work for 12 hours. There is one common characteristic of all millionaires in this life. And what is it? They are Ashantis, isn't it? They are all from the Ashanti region. I mean, Ghanaian millionaires, they are all from Ashanti region. There's one common characteristic about all millionaires, and that is they are well educated. They have all been to school, all been to university. Oh, sorry. There's one common characteristic about all millionaires, and that is they receive a strong inheritance from their parents. That is what establish them and give them a push. There is one characteristic that is common to all millionaires. And that is that they all work 12 hours. 60 hours a week. 12 hours a day. Oh. They did a study and they found You see, when somebody is being rich, it means he's sweating more. That's 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 right. That is why it is sad in Ghana we hate rich people. And sometimes you hear proclamations from officials of the government which indicate that though there is some kind of dislike for people who are successful or people who are rich. What we call pull him down. It's wrong. 
Because there are many successful and rich people who have worked and struggled hard all their lives. And when they see that attitude in the nation, they will not bring their wealth to Ghana. They will not bring it home. They will keep it elsewhere. Say, well, if I bring here, somebody will get up one day and say, he's announcing that all those with three million in their bank account should report at the nearest police station for immediate questioning and investigation. BNI is coming to investigate you, serious front office and so on. Why? Because you, you, because you have three million CDs in your bank. If we hear on the radio that all 5,000 CD notes are no more being used, everybody with 5,000 CDs will, 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 will be in trouble. <laughs> we, we cannot have a nation that will go forward without people that are blessed, without people that have sweated more. The sweat there, you will sweat. Some will sweat more. Some will sweat in different ways, but sweating, there will be sweat. There's no escape from that. As, look, politicians, they, they, they work hard, though. People in government offices, so you have no idea what they do. They work very hard. You may feel that, oh, this man is the this, he's the that, so he is blessed and so on. You don't have any idea. The very fact that they are there means so many things. Let, let, us, let us come to the point where we know that we can be blessed as a nation. And I'm changing it now. I'm saying that we can be blessed as a nation and let us rather admire people who are blessed. When you see somebody driving in his BMW, don't say, where are you here? Huh? He has rolled up his window and he's just passing by. Why? Why do you hate somebody who is successful? Or he's driving his BMW. What's wrong with driving a BMW? Why? What is wrong with it? What is the sin? What is the crime? What's wrong with it? What is the crime? Is it a crime to be blessed? If it's a crime to be blessed, people who are blessed will not come here because it's a crime here to be blessed. They will go where it's not a crime to be blessed and stay where it's not a crime to be blessed. I know the number of Ghanaians who are living abroad can come home and build Ghana overnight. Mm. If they were to just bring their money here or even come and build here. If they were to send their money to build here, it will employ some masons, employ laborers, employ carpenters, buy wood, buy nails that are being made in Ghana. But there are many people who say, actually, me? For them tomorrow to come and say that you are a thief and so on. No. Let us accept that some people have worked hard. Amen. Amen. And I'm speaking to everybody to hear. Let us accept that some people are blessed. And you see, Jesus said, the poor, you will always have them with you. No matter what you do, you give everybody the same chance. Somebody said it, and I think that is quite true. If you were to take all the wealth from America, Germany, Japan, and share it for all of us, give every Mobutu and all their money, share it, everybody to have, let's say, when they share everything, we will all have, let's say, $4,000. Maybe they will pass it through all the churches. So, I asked the pastor, I'll be sharing. When I come on Sunday, I give 4,000, 4,000, 4,000, 4,000. The whole world is getting an equal share of money. Do you know that somebody predicted that within five years, all this money will have relocated itself to where it came from? <laughs> Just five years. Within five years, all the money will go back to the same place. Because you realize that some people are working, 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 sweating. Go to Switzerland. You see how people work. Oh, what? If they work and they sad, you wonder at the point, you ask yourself, are you not happy? Don't you want to be happy in life? You all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? And all play and no work makes Jack a poor man. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, I am saying all this for you to understand that these curses are real. 
they were given by God to Adam and up to today there's one thing that can explain the plight of women that can explain the plight of mankind it is this Bible but apart from this there is another man who rose up many years later his name is Noah and he also had an experience that everybody was wiped out was left with only Noah and God told Noah certain things which have affected us up to today and that one too I want to share with you amen it's not only what God told Adam that is influencing us but what God told Adam you can see send your girl child to school men working very hard and so on it's affecting us but there is something else and that is Noah God said about seven different things to Noah that up to today are influencing and affecting us and you must know about it and you must know how to work with it and there are certain laws that God instituted when he dealt with Noah that if you violate those laws are the same laws that will break you and break you hallelujah are you listening to me today and we are going to go into that but our time is up why don't you stand to your feet and we'll continue next week now just lift up your right hand to the Lord everybody close your eyes and you want to say Lord I want you to decide in your spirit that you are going to prosper and to sweat and to prosper if that is what it means because there is no shortcut there is no escape there is no way out but to work hard and to do what God wants you to do in the name of Jesus begin to just speak to the Lord as we close this morning's service know that there is no other way <laughs> if you want to do well in school you must learn hard if you want to make it in this life you must actually work no matter whom you are speak to the Lord and say Lord train my mind to know that this is what I have to do train my mind help me to know and decide those who feel that they are working at places and they are blessed because at their work they don't do anything know that it's not a blessing because God said that in the sweat of thy face thou shalt eat bread speak to the Lord as we close this morning service thank you father in the name of Jesus thank you Lord thank you father thank you Jesus Trust and obey, for there's no way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. Trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way. To be happy in Jesus. To be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You want to commit yourself to God. Father, I pray for your people today. Bless. Let us walk in your ways. Let us flow and work hard and sweat so that we can prosper. Because that is the way that has been set. And there is no shortcut to it. We thank you, Lord. 
in Jesus' mighty, mighty, mighty name. Amen. With your head still bowed, your eyes closed. If you are here this morning, you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, you want to say, Pastor, please pray for me. I want to give my life to Christ. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand and I'm going to pray with you. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. Pastor, pray for me. Lift up your right hand wherever you are. If you are here like that, lift it up high. God bless you. Father, if, you are, if you've lifted up your hand and I cannot see you, I want you to come to the front quickly. If you lifted up your hand, yes, come. Come to me here and I'm going to pray with you. Quickly, please. Come all the way to the front. Come all the way to the front. As we close this morning's service. You lifted up your hand. Come to the front. I'm going to pray for you. I want to be born again. I want to give my life to Jesus. Right. Wonderful. Shall we pray? Say this prayer. Congregation join. Say, Lord Jesus. This morning, I give my life and my heart to you. Please forgive me for all my sins and wash me in the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for blessing me in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.